You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. All right, Patrick, uh, early Merry Christmas to you. We've got a Vikings-Giants game. Vikings are, I believe, four-point favorites here. So, um, yeah, first of all, how are you celebrating the holidays? Uh, you're, you told us off, Mike, you're not going to be among the 5,000 flights canceled, so that's I'm good. Gonna, I'm going to do a little driving around today. I have to get some <laughs> uh, late uh, gifts for uh, some people, and uh, I'm not too worried about it. Uh, go take my son for lunch today. Go see the grandkids tomorrow. Mm. Have about three people over on Sunday. Pack her in about noon, one o'clock in the afternoon for the uh, Christmas, uh, you know, for the the traditional Christmas Day nap. Oh. <laughs> one in the afternoon, about three hour nap, you know, because the Christmas Day football games, as I said yesterday, they all suck. Who cares? You know, the Packers are playing nobody. And, uh, you know, every game is terrible. So I don't. Uh, Last night, how you know, did America sit down and watch that thing? Well, there was an ambulance chaser effect there to watch the end of Zach Wilson's NFL career play out for Chris Strebler, too, the former golfer. Former golfer. I missed that. Yeah, he'd been the third guy, and then he got, you know, he was a star in Canada. I guess he got more money to sit on the bench down here, but why didn't he stay up there and play every game? I don't get it. Why does he come down here and sit on his ass? So he can run a lot. Yeah. So, yeah. so he, he can play once a year and run. Mm-hmm. Well, Zach Wilson was getting the uh, the what the Jamarcus Russell Zach Wilson uh, comparisons after the certain number of games yeah. were all over Twitter last night. Virtually identical. Yep. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's over the for that. Stats of those guys. Yeah. But there were some great Jamarcus Will Russell anecdotes on there. Uh, one of them was that the uh, he was Raiders, right? Raiders, yeah. yeah. No, no, no. He was Buccaneers, wasn't he? Or no, you're right. Russell. I'm sorry. Raiders. 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 I'm wrong. First I'm wrong. overall pick, you know, he was yeah. he was Culpepper even bigger, and they were sus- yeah. they suspected him of not watching any tape that they'd sent him. <laughs> that he didn't watch any tape, so they gave him some tapes to study at home blank they gave him blank tapes and he came back and told them how he was reading this and reading that off the tapes which were blank which gave them some evidence that he wasn't uh he was apparently a video game freak i think he was a he much he much preferred video games kind of like kyler murray you know he he much preferred how do these teams you know it's Like these guys are unplayable, right? Like Zach Wilson's not just a bust. You you can't play him at all after two years. He's that bad. Where you can just put Chris Strebler in and just be better. Apparently, yes, yeah. You you know, at least he's more mobile. And he was the number two pick. How are you whiffing (laughs) like this? And Culpepper, I'm not Culpepper Russell. I think they they drafted him because he reminded them of Culpepper, but uh, a big strong guy, but. When you're interviewing them, you know, they interview them extensively. They do all this stuff. 
somebody's got to say he don't give a damn. You know, don't they? Somebody in his background has got to say, eh, you don't want to do this. Yeah. You know? And but but I guess you get stubborn and you you decide you make up your mind. I wonder who was running the Oakland then. Who was which one of our geniuses oh, was man. running? Oakland? Let's look that up. So what Al Davis was, was still alive, right? He was calling the shots. Yeah, he yeah, was. Yeah, that was two thousand. You know, well, I, I remember. He would never be deterred on anything. So. Yeah, because I saw Russell at the combine when I was covering it for the paper, Pat, and I remember he he walked right by me, and I looked up at him, and I thought, "Who is that defensive tackle?" <laughs> yeah, right. He was so. I I mean, he wasn't he wasn't just big. He was big on purpose. He, oh, yeah. he, did, he didn't care about the weight. And right there at the combine, you could have said, you know what, this might be a problem. You know, uh, the mothers of, who have uh, fat children like us, you know, like boys or something, they always say, well, he's big boned, you know. <laughs> well, yeah. This guy was big. You know, they don't want to say that us tubs just eat way too much. They say, ah, he's big boned. Yeah. <laughs> wow. I, I, I just pulled up the 07 Raiders. It is a who's who of who is running that franchise. So Al Davis was the owner and general manager. Yes. So he was the general manager. And uh, their head coach was Lane Kiffin wow. in 2007. He yep. didn't make it through the year, right? Didn't he, uh, get- he did that year. He was 4-12. Okay. and 12, Got fired. And then maybe got fired. The next year. Yeah. And then uh, the defensive coordinator was Rob Ryan, Rex Ryan's wow. twin brother. Yeah. And other notable offensive and defensive assistants, John D. Filippo was the quarterbacks coach for Jamarcus Russell. <laughs> oh, really? How come nobody did that story when he was here? Oh, no. guy. So uh, how did it work? How did it work, John, talking to that blank canvas? So, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Keith Millard was the defensive line coach for yeah, those Raiders. Yeah, he had a little run as a line coach, didn't he? I don't know if he's. I don't know if he's with some college now or not. I don't, I don't think he is now. Uh, I think he's enjoying well, life. That was uh, what an operation that was, though. Oh, Al, man, you know, Al had all his buddies scout. You know, and when everybody else was doing the highly, you know, researched scouting and stuff, he'd have his buddies. You know, from uh, they still his scouts were still guys that he knew from the AFL. Don McMahon, the old Twins pitching coach, was one of his scouts. They grew up together in Brooklyn, and in the offseason, McMahon would scout players for for uh, Al Davis. So, I mean, that's the way he ran. He just ran it. He ran it old school. So. Yeah. But anyway, it's, uh, yeah, uh, uh, that, that game last night. Come on. Don't, don't watch. Do something else. Find some bad movie to watch. You know, Again, something. too, Pat. Al Michaels has to say, you know what? I've had a great run, yeah, right. but I cannot be on I Amazon. Do like, do you no. uh, do you want to remember Al Michaels, this legendary play-by-play voice of Monday Night Football for years and the greatest games as the mm-hmm. soundtrack to Amazon's terrible football package? Didn't they have a couple of decent ones though? That kind of because he had a two or three week period earlier when he was saying. This is terrible. This is terrible football. I mean, you remember that one? He was like, he went off on how bad it was. Yeah. And, uh, but then I think they had a couple that happened to be better than they expected them to be. But it is a, it is a uh, terrible football package. And when you, how about Jacksonville? Well, they were what, one and six? They're like, uh, they're like Detroit now. They're, they're seven, seven and eight. They're one of the hottest teams in the league. Trevor Lawrence, second year light bulb going on. They're actually, uh, so, 
they they could get a wild card spot, but they also have Tennessee. Just Tennessee is leading the division at seven and seven, and they play each other the final game of the season. So they might just have to chase down the Tennessee Titans to make the playoffs. Oh, Titans have been what Tannehill's out, right? Tannehill, they don't. Yeah, he's out for the year. Yeah, and they're terrible. They're not any good. Hey, what? uh, so do the uh, Vikings uh, want to tank and let the Giants win so the Giants can make the playoffs and then they get to play the Giants uh, maybe in the <laughs> Well next- you, you tell us so here here are your options what you know it you could be the 2 seed or the 3 seed yeah. if San Francisco catches you um the five teams that you would likely play are the Giants the Commanders the Lions Seahawks or Packers cuz the Packers yeah. if they win out would technically still have a shot. Uh, the uh, Seahawks would be my first choice. They're no okay. good. The uh, Packers would probably be my second choice. The Commanders would be my third choice. Hmm. No, I think the Giants or the Commanders are interchangeable. I, I mean, those four, give me any one of those four. I just don't want the f- plucky Lions, man. The Lions outplayed <laughs> these guys twice. I know. Yeah, the Lions. They're better. You know, the Lions are better than those teams. So that I, I don't want to play the Lions. The Lions could make up for uh, come in here and make up for sixty-one years of humiliation against the Vikings. You know that? Can you see Campbell's fiery speech? Bud Grant beat these guys thirteen straight games. Yeah. Brad Childers and Mike Tice were sixteen and one against us. Players <laughs> <laughs> ah! like who? <laughs> Who's yeah, Bud right. Grant? What are you talking said, about? They definitely don't remember Bud Grant. Probably don't remember Brad Childress or Mike yeah. Tice. But I yes. think Bud had a tie in there. But it was a 13 game streak that they didn't lose to the Lions back, and that was when the Lions weren't terrible. That's what they had Joe Schmidt as the coach, and they, you know, they just figure out a way to lose. Some of the ways they figured out to lose to the Vikings were unbelievable, but they would always figure out a way to lose. But they had some players back then. Now yeah. they had many, many. Many, many, many years of just being rotten. So, you know, I got an email a couple of days ago from someone accusing me of being a, a covert Lions fan. Says, are you are you secretly hosting <laughs> a Daily. podcast called Lions Daily? And I said, you know what? I don't want the I don't want the Lions to cause chaos for the Vikings playoff run. But I am rooting for the Lions' yes, success. Yes, perfect. I am rooting for the Lions' success because we all thought, you know, I didn't watch. Uh, What's the name? Hard Knocks. But uh, everybody, he was the guy, right? Wasn't he on? Was it Hard Knocks? Uh, Last year, yeah. Dan Campbell, the Lions were. Yeah, and everybody saw this psycho, right? And you you thought he'd just flame out like every other Lions coach. And then they go one and six, and you say, boy, they're going to lay down like dogs for this guy. And now they're six and seven or whatever, seven and eight or whatever they are. It's uh, seven and seven. It's amazing how plucky they've been. Yeah, you got to love the Lions. Even our guy, we, you know, we used to, Rob Parker, when we had the afternoon show, Rob was a columnist there a long time. And then he was originally, he was the partner for, uh, uh, whatchamacallit, uh, the guy from Dallas, Skip. Skip Bayless. Skip Parker, right? And then Skip stabbed him in the back and got him off the show. <laughs> and uh, Now he's stabbing Shannon in the yeah. front, actually. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, then, uh, and then, uh <laughs> And then Rob went out to L.A. for a while, and then he came back. But he's always been the number one Lions basher. 
in the world when he was a columnist there. So every time they did something humiliating, we'd get Rob on to just go on for 10 minutes about what an embarrassment they are to the entire city of Detroit. I, should, I got his phone number. I should call him up and say, what does he think about the new Lions? This day? I'll have to do that. If they play. So yeah. He was great. Pat, I have so, a uh, piece of reckless speculation from the New York Post this morning. So Joel Sherman is looking at outfielders for the Yankees to trade for. Yes. And he lists Max Kepler as a target. Uh, As the target. Target. So here's, here's the proposed trade from Joel Sherman. Max Kepler and Nick Gordon for Glaber Torres and Isaiah Kiner Falefa. He comes back full circle to the Minnesota Twins after wow. being here for 36 hours. A reckless uh, yeah. trade offer yeah. from Joel yeah, Sherman. But if you get Torres, can't you just play him at shortstop? I think he, he, he could fill in was, there, yeah. No, wasn't that his original position? Shortstop? Play, labor? When he first I thought Didi on. was there. I, I thought it was Gregorius. At, I, thought, and, I thought Torres played shortstop. And Torres played second for them. I think he's a shortstop. I would just, uh, Glyber, I would just keep... played shortstop for a couple of years. Yes, yeah. he did. I would, uh, I would uh, give, I would take labor for Taurus. Yes, I would. But then we, we don't want Urshela. So what do we want? You know, we we don't want other infielders. So what do we want another infielder for? We're stacked, baby. They might even trade a rise. So, but yeah, I don't know. Do 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 you think they have a coherent plan from now until spring training? Like, do you think they have a roadmap of what they want to do, or are they just kind of like, let's just come back after Christmas and figure it out? Well, I did. Th- I do think they heard from enough people that said, "Yeah, we'll take Kepler. Uh, we might not give you much, but we'll take him." That that's why they signed Joe Yell. I, mm-hmm. I think that you know they they had to know they could get rid of Kepler before they signed Joey Gallo, right? Because it's the same player, except one of them strikes out even twice as much as the other. So, But it, there had to be a, a notion that you can trade Kepler. Now, are you going to overplay your hand and try to get more for a mediocre player like Kepler? You know, they can always try to overplay their hand and then not get rid of him. But uh, yeah. there's got to be a Kepler plan to, to, uh, you know, to trade him somewhere. I, but I, you want to trade him for pitching, don't you? Isn't that what you want to trade him for? You want somebody I, to give you a usable. Yeah. You want somebody to give you a usable pitcher, right? Preferably someone under team control. Yeah. For you with, with a with, with a bad a, arm with a bad arm. <laughs> How's the arm? <laughs> yeah. It's not good. Okay, we'll talk. Okay, <laughs> that was a great Rogers trade because we have okay panic. Yes, he had to undergo elbow surgery. <laughs> But he'll be back in the middle of 2000. We got him for a half a year in 2024. So, yep. you know, he might never pitch again, but if he does, he's under our control. Never mind okay. this season where we have Carlos Correa and a shot to win a week division. We've got Paddock under team control in a half decade. God. Okay, I got a question for you guys. I was just thinking about this. The, the, the undercurrent of defenders of all things, minus each team has its each team of the major teams has its group of, you know, mostly young defenders, right? Because they can come up. I saw some guys the other day talking about the the uh, the the wave of Falvey Levine pitchers is on the way. The young pitchers, and we'll all be saying, "What are they going to do with all this pitching?" I don't think it was Mendover that wrote it either. I don't know who it was, but. 
Who do you think? I know. Now the Vikings saying. don't need that element for now, right? They don't need that element. That, I mean, that that everybody's on the bandwagon. Okay, after last week, but and the Wild really, you know, they're playing. They got beat that last night, but they're playing better. But that which one of those undercurrents is stronger? The twin that young. You had defenders of the Twins or the young defenders of the Timberwolves. Which which one of those groups is strong? Oh, Who man. do you guys hear more from? I think it's the Twins. I agree. I, yeah. It's the Twins, man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I still don't think that there's a buy-in to the Wolves that, that runs as oddly as deep as the Twins one does. It, it, there's it, this it, incredible <laughs> protective shell around an yes. organization that hasn't won a playoff game in 18 tries going back and almost 20 years. I mean, it's not the... It's obviously not the newspaper readers of that generation, you know, the 50-plus people who are still reading the newspaper and look at it. So it's not them. It's it's kind of a 20-ish thing, right? You know, it's 20-year-olds and uh, all in on war and analytics and stuff like that. Pat, I, I think it stems directly from a lot of folks who, who are fans of the event. You're going to the Twins Daily Crew. I oh, think it's okay. a lot of those people because okay. those people set the tone to defend and then I think their 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 uh, followers follow along in the oh yeah things are fine I don't know what you people are talking about you old negative. Do we guys. have does Twins Daily have uh, uh, Gallo defenders? Oh, absolutely. Based yeah. on what? He's a great guy. <laughs> well, I guess he's really nice. Pat, the the Athletic wrote a piece the other day saying how ecstatic, how the, you know, this is a great buy low, how ecstatic the Twins are. It's all, it's, I mean, the, the Twins do an amazing, and I and I, I actually think it's a decent. I mean, he's not going to fix your franchise, but it is. A, it's a decent buy low. I'm not. I, I actually don't hate it. But the the Twins have this amazing way of continuously making it feel like everything is fine. Hey, you know, listen, we're just. We're we're making our way. We're doing things behind the scenes that people don't really understand. Like they they are brilliant at spin as an organization. But it's a boy. The audience they're hitting is small because they are they get bashed in the most commentaries that you read. It, it's probably what I'm reading. Right? Is is it what I I read? The, the Could be the algorithm. Or, yes, the Star yes. Tribune or. Uh, you know, other, you know, other, you know, when I hear, see the comments there or some other stories and maybe even ESPN and stuff, they get killed, but maybe the twins daily commenters are much more kind to them. I, I don't know what they want to be. I'll never forget that uh, 2016 though, that I, at the end of spring training, oh. I wrote that snow was fat and that they were, uh, you know, that they were concerned and boy, I got, killed this guy was they were you know that generation which is now older obviously six seven years older but they were very upset mm. that uh that someone would question the greatness of uh, this tubble art so uh you know so it was and you were right well but <laughs> i still think the, the well the franchise was in tremendous decline obviously and he showed up in 2015 and was pretty good for three months. Not as good in September, but he was very good in July and August. And among stupid decisions in Twins franchise history, saying you were going to put him in right field so we could get the extremely valuable one-hole park in the lineup, 
is one of the stupidest decisions of all time and led to the worst season in Twins history. And that, I remember at Perky was over having a couple of beers at my that was a, my place in uh, Paseo, the same complex, and he said, this is a really good team. He says, I like this team, but I don't like snow in right field, you know, and uh, and it just turned into that complete disaster. The pitching went all the hell. Everybody got hurt. Yeah. Perky got hurt, right? And uh, uh, everybody, you know, Oh, by the end of the year, they were starting Pedro Hernandez and stuff like that. But uh, the the year went terrible. But I think you can mark down saying we're going to place it all in right field as kind of a jumping off point for stupidity, which came before these guys showed up, right? No, it yeah, that was I agree, I agree. It's I mean, just there's, there's, it was never going it was never going to work. They thought he'd stay in shape though. That that was yeah. my favorite part of the whole thing is. How can we challenge him to get in the greatest shape of his life? Let's put him in a right field. Put him in a position. Put him in a, in a position. Because Plouffe had, had a, you know, Plouffe had, had, had his best year in 2015. Uh, but you would have been better off having him try to play third and put Plouffe in right field. Right? Yeah. yeah. You know, you could have tried something. I think it, I've been thinking about this Correa thing, too, just to kind of bring it full circle. And it's hard because you're not, unless you get, you know, a hundred thousand twins fans in a in a room and and really get the consensus. You're basically just going off feel, right? You're going off things that you read or media, social media, whatever. But how many other franchises? And I get, I'm not even saying that I would have signed him to that contract, but the twins were trying to, so that the twins made it their priority to start the off season as other free agents came off the board mm-hmm. and said we will spend almost three hundred million dollars on a player. And a ten-year contract, and this is our only focus, from what we can tell. And they come up empty, and it is it is now exposed that like, oh, he really didn't want to be in Minnesota. They really weren't the runners up. The Mets actually were. They really never were serious. And instead of people being mad about it or or using that as sort of a wow, this is a great snapshot of why the Twins over twenty years look at all these other things they've done. And I'm not trying to pick on anyone here, but like one of the articles written about their follow-up move, Joey Gallows comes in, and we're and we're letting Thad Levine come in here and talk about how he's a premium athlete and brings like versatility and a big bat. It's like <laughs> your response to your response to whiffing on the Correa thing yeah. shouldn't be to then oh we look but look we got equally over here we got joey gallo who's a versatile at premium athlete are you kidding me ladies and gentlemen he's gonna agree to take bp publicly twice a uh you know twice a week although we don't let you in to watch bp for the home team so but hey you can stand out there and maybe catch a long come see this if if joey gallo is a premium athlete then what do you call byron buxton okay (laughs) like on the curve of I get that he's he's an athlete. That is correct. So okay, you're fifty percent. Who right. read the long? Ron Bloom wrote it, but I think it might have been a composition of other stories for the Associated Press. Did you read the long Boris story this morning? Mm-mm-mm. The state of Boris is telling what happened. That the Giants basically said, "Hey, we need more time. We need more time." And then he says, "Well, how much more time?" And he said, uh, "One o'clock." And then it was then it was always we need more time. So it was obviously them getting cold feet. So he. He said we had 
two or we had a couple of clubs with uh that were same kind of with over 10 year offers okay so that doesn't include the twins so they called the Mets he called Cohen was eating dinner in Hawaii he called him and he basically made the deal over the phone at two o'clock in the morning or what with him but you know Correa with his whole family were at the hotel in San Francisco and ready he called him down to the room and said they want out and uh but you know who who there was one twins figure that played in this drama. The doctor, the twins uh, doctor, the the male guy that's uh, what's in the camp or something. They were going on. He gave him the end of the year physical here and gave him a clean bill of health, according to Boris anyway. So, and they were saying, "Well, you got the doctor report," and but it was it's obvious the Giants wanted out because uh, the uh, the owner. Yeah, yeah. The ownership didn't. This Charles Johnson guy. They just laid off ten percent, a hundred people in the in the in the operation, I guess. And they're cut. They're they're cutting costs. And then all of a sudden, he, he said, "Yeah, I guess we'll give them the deal." And then they got cold feet. But their cold feet did not include getting back to the Twins the way it sounded. Now they might have asked the Twins, "Do you want to go over three? Do you want to go over ten years?" And the Twins. They went. supposedly did. And twins said no. Yeah, so. but this whole thing happens, and it's just kind of a collective. Huh, and maybe that's maybe that's where they are as a franchise. It's like, oh, huh, okay. Well, I guess. Uh, all right, who's the next prospect that we can Here's get excited a, about? The still thing that I talked to the other day, though, I think it would be really classy for him to come back and accept all his plaques. Don't you? Yeah, he should. He really should. He should. He should. And Especially say, hey, if he loves it here so much. Yeah. Said, the last thing was, yeah. I want to be at the Diamond Awards, no matter what, Scott. In February or yeah, January. Because my well, wife I mean, wants to, she loves the Twin Cities. Loves the snow. It, it's gonna, there's going to be a lot of free time in that uh, ceremony. Of, I think he got five of them, didn't he? Five of them. But good guy, MVP, yep. best defensive player. I don't know what else. We got uh, the the award for player that loves Juicy Lucy's yeah, the most. Community service yes, or yeah. something. State fair. Yeah. I think, Sweet I think we, loved him. we named him most cooperative, uh, you know, because he sat out there and he very uh you know very openly lied to us but that's okay you know it's fine you know he, at least he was talking the rest of them were hiding he was head. so nice to us that we couldn't bring ourselves to even think about trading him at the deadline i know that i'm still dying uh, on that hill yeah, you're first that uh, they couldn't have done that. they first place <laughs> they were just about to get three pitchers they had the reason you got him is to try to win the division you can't be in first place and say uh, okay, let's trade him. You know, you got him to win the division. That's why you got him. You right? did, but then, but then, don't trade for Tyler Malley. Yeah. Trade for okay. trade for a guy that wasn't on the injured list two weeks before with a <laughs> whose bum arm ball. wasn't about to fall. Trade off. for a real pitcher we can, we can that's get not into hurt. all kinds of that stuff. <laughs> Malley's got control left, Phil. I don't know what you're yeah. talking about. You know, the shock to me though, and something that really derailed them for the the uh, fold was Jorge Lopez. Because I was excited about him, yeah. I thought he was. Yeah, you were. He was terrible, and that you know, who have who somebody? Jorge Lopez shows up. He's been almost infallible, and he stinks. Let's who? What? Who we hold responsible? Yeah. I can't. You know what? I can't believe more than anything. I got nothing against him as a human being, but I can't believe Pete Mackey's back as your pitching coach. He has the presence of a wall. Is that you know, <laughs> like he's just seen a ghost too when he comes out? Is, of the dump. 
is their staff okay? They haven't announced anything, but it is almost January. So are they just yeah. rolling the same exact staff back? All they of that? Changed That's the training. Well, yeah. they changed one. I they changed one. I think element. Tommy's still at third base. Hopkins Tommy's still at third. Waving him home. <laughs> Hank, <laughs> Hank Cogner, you go, I you go, first, yeah. you go too, everybody. <laughs> how do you, how do you, <laughs> they literally think that they just got 20 games unlucky last year. That's yeah. what they're saying. They think we, we got 20 games unlucky last year. Let's run it back, except without Carlos Correa. We're going to run it back yeah. and see what happens. That's, yeah. that's amazing. Well, Oh, uh, Jace! Didn't they add Jace Tingler, bench coach? Was he there last year, or was he, he not? Was he was there last. He was there I, last I don't year. even remember oh, anymore. God, so. yes, he was there last year. Padres, Judd, you missed the five episodes where oh, Judd yeah. hinted Judd at what? Jace Tingler <laughs> potentially taking over as manager. It was a blur. <laughs> it was a blur. <laughs> I wrote that down like six times. Yeah, yeah you're right. I forgot about I that. Declan just right blacked out during the Twins episode. I want to mention one last thing. I've been reading the Star Tribune's report today on the Gophers' victory over Chicago State. And uh, it was nice to see Dawson Garcia show up big against a team St. Thomas only beat by 22 and, uh, you know, to win by three. And uh, it's just, it's great that we're creating some momentum here before the Big Ten season starts by beating Pine Bluff and Chicago State. Three and 12, by the way, uh, before before the Alcorn State game. We stink. Okay, we stink. You, you now know why Stop they were trying won. to put put sugar coated pig. You know it's terrible. You now know, Patrick, why they won't play the Tommies. Your question has been answered because <laughs> yeah. they'd lose by fifteen. That's unbelievable. Oh God, how how can you beat Chicago State? By the way, they announced eight thousand. Somebody told me the head count was fifteen hundred. Now with the snowstorm and everything, so they probably would have had three if it wouldn't have been for the bad weather. It's a noon but start, right? They had to move move the game up, but fifteen hundred people. So Dawson Garcia can't be stopped when it starts. He cannot. He cannot in big clutch situations. Yeah, I sure hope we can keep him, unless he has to transfer again. Boy, North Carolina, how the Tar Heels ever going to survive without him? I don't know. I don't know how it's going to be. Hey. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Hey, to sauerkraut pizza, everyone. Yes. Oh, yeah. All right. Good enough. All right. See you, Pat. Merry Christmas to you. All right. Uh, Let's wrap him with Roycey here. You can find all of our Roycey conversations. They're all technically unchained. We can all just, we can start calling them that maybe uh, because you can find them all in the Roycey Unchained podcast feed if you want to catch up on your Roycey over the holidays. We'll see you guys.